Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. So we had such an interesting show on sugar last week, and when we were done, Dr. Soul and I were sitting there and remarking how it was just the tip of the iceberg. It's such a huge topic, sugar, and it's uh, a complex issue, uh, how to change our diet, how to Im- really Im- improve our health uh, by taking sugar out. So we thought we'd spend another time together talking in a more practical way about ways to cut out sugar from the diet and change the field. That's the field being our bodies so that we are not craving sugar as much and uh, really improving our our health in a profound way. So I would like to welcome Dr. Lori Horan-Soul back. She is a naturopathic physician, acupuncturist, and certified homeopath, currently in private practice at Soul Healthcare in Portland, Oregon, where she specializes in five-element acupuncture and the treatment of chronic health problems. She's formerly an adjunct professor at the Oregon Health Sciences University. She lectures throughout the country on natural medicine topics and has developed a useful and practical course entitled Master Your Sugar Addiction. She is co-author of the book called What's for Breakfast? Protein-Based Breakfasts for Food-Sensitive and Time-Challenged People. She's passionate about good food and health and works with people to help them gain a greater sense of empowerment, freedom, and ease in their lives. Dr. Horan, welcome back to Health Currents to really help our listeners get on the right track by cutting sugar out of their diet. Thank you, Ellen. So let's just get down to it and talk about some real practical steps people could take to to get that sugar out of the diet or really reduce that and um, get healthy. Right. So last time we talked about stabilizing the foundation of the diet by increasing the protein intake and also switching white flour, white sugar products to things that are incorporated by whole grains and vegetables. And once the foundation is in, then it becomes much easier to withstand any of the withdrawal symptoms that come when one is trying to transition away from too much sugar. So sugar is kind of like having the remote control. When you have a remote control, you don't get up and go to the television to change the station. You sit back and just push a button, and sugar's like that. People get used to the ease of just having something sweet, getting that boost of energy. And if you're used to that and grabbing a protein bar for breakfast or or lunch or, you know, having a, a sports drink to boost your energy... People may not even know how to create healthier food for themselves. So for those people who are used to a more kind of convenience way of eating, 
what would you recommend? Well, you're right, Ellen. It can the way we eat can be just like automatic, and we don't think about it very much. But you know, if we were going to go on a trip and to a place we've never been before, it requires a little bit of planning and preparation. You have to get a map. You have to think about you know the logistics of where you're going. So what I suggest is to start with a journal to help you see. If you write down when you're doing your eating, what you're having, help and to help you see exactly when you're falling down and giving into impulses and cravings. So if it's in the afternoon, could it just be that there's a substitute food that could do for what you're pulling out of your desk drawer that is on automatic? But I really encourage for people to actually plan their meals and snacks and to spend time shopping according to their resourced menu and that they buy things according to what they know they're heading toward. So the shopping list consists of things like a roasting chicken, a dozen eggs, spinach, lettuce, etc., so that they know what they're having on which days and also what their snacks are going to be. You know, and if if people um, know that the goal is going to be five to nine servings of vegetables and fruit in a day, you know, we kind of got to get busy on that first thing in the morning, right? Yeah. So if you're not eating any vegetables now, I'm going to recommend that people start to ease in one vegetable for lunch, two vegetables for dinner. If you're not eating any um, clean sources of protein, you know, you're going to start to ease in maybe fish once or twice a week. And also that you're having a whole grain that you're adding one serving per day until you get up to three. And so this is something that you can not expect perfection the first week, but that you're easing in and going toward a goal. Right. And also, I would think... uh, that you start to pay attention to your own energy. You start to pay attention to your own cravings and take note, really, of of it exactly. as opposed to become automatic. And then also when you know something about yourself, like you're going to a party and a celebration is in order, what about bringing the kind of food that you know is going to work for you and that you you can bring your own dessert and you've resourced it? You know, you, you're going to bring a pie, but your pie is made with a ground nut and date crust, and it has fresh fruit and yogurt on the top. And, you know, these are these are things like, you know, you can make bread that's out of um, nut flours. Almond flour makes a great bread. And other, other, you know, you can replace ingredients for the things that turn your simple carbohydrate into a complex carbohydrate every bit as enjoyable. And it it's the kind of food that really lands and supports and nourishes and sustains you. I guess the thing that caught me there was, was going to a party. Because for people who really have a serious problem with sugar, they just can't have it. Mm-hmm. It just won't work. Because once you right. have it, right. you just get back on the right. wagon. And, and so. this is part of the value in keeping the journal to find out where your biggest challenges are. Mm-hmm. If you are the kind of person who's whose social eating is the biggest challenge for you, I would recommend that you go to the party. You feed yourself with, you know, lower calorie, high nu- highly nutritious food before you go. And then when you get to the party, you position yourself away from the food table and you concentrate on people's faces and the conversation and the connections you're making and not the food. 
so that you make sure you, you get the nourishment you need f- from food before the party, and then you get the nourishment emotionally exactly. you may really crave when you go to the party so you can just be with people and you're kind of free from your own food. Exactly. And it goes for any other like really common challenge spots. Like, are you a TV eater? Then it, it's part of your plan in going to this new country with less sugar in it that you... Um, you make the intention that you're going to always eat without distra- distractions and that the TV's not on when you're eating. And then when you're done eating, brush your teeth as a signal to your body that you're not going to keep unconsciously eating till you go to bed. Exactly. So here's a really big challenge, and I know it's a challenge that I've dealt with for many years, which is um, feeding children. Because I think my... my uh, my control of my daughter's dietary world was done when she went to preschool because preschool is when everyone starts giving your kid sugar. Mm-hmm. And I, I, fighting it is, I've been called a food Nazi. I've been, I've been attacked for saying, let's get sugar out of the school. It's, it's unbelievable. So you have a kid that you feed well at home and then wherever they go, the bank, anywhere they give. You want a lollipop, you want candy. So do you have some recommendations for the moms out there who are up against this battle? And you don't want to make your kid uh, uh, socially isolated or or anything like that. So, Well, what I recommend is always planning for resources. You know that food's going to be necessary and that treats are going to be necessary and that you have resources available. And for your kid, when you're at home, you provide choices. What's it going to be? Is it going to be nuts or is it going to be fruit? Is it going to be, you know, so, and the other thing is about you can, you can find healthy sweets that are based on lower glycemic index sugars and that if, you know, your, your child is having a birthday party, you can bring those gluten-free, lower glycemic index treats too. Oh, gosh, you're going to get heck from your child, I'll tell you, <laughs> on that one. I mean, just I am, know from experience, yeah. I am completely agreeing with you that we are a nation of sugar junkies and we train our kids early. Very early. And so keep the conversation going with your child that there, there are some grave health risks and sugar everywhere and, and teach them well at home. Right. Yet, you know, the kids do need sweet. Sweet is a very strong flavor. We know as Chinese medicine practitioners, sweet nourishes our flesh. It helps us grow. It's our earth element. It balances us out. So we really do need sweet in our diet. We just have to find different ways to get it there. We want healthy, natural sweeteners. Yeah. So they're far, you know, it's more difficult to find them these days because it used to be things were sweetened with some fruit juice or with some rice syrup or some barley malt or some maple syrup, and now it's... You know, Ellen, I have a saying that if I'm too busy to cook, I'm too busy. <laughs> I like Because that. your kitchen is the one place where you have complete say over your domain. Right. And, of course, I know if you have a big family and, and everyone else is eating sugar and you're trying to transition off... It would be helpful to be able to quarantine sugar into one cabinet so that you don't have to bump into it when you're trying to transition off. But you get to decide what goes in. And um, glycemic index is something that can be useful in terms of choosing sugars. But also, I'm encouraging you to do some strong observation. Does your body react the same way when you sweeten a treat with honey? Honey 
tends to have a it does have a, a lower glycemic index. But I'm sorry, I don't want to I want to stop you here just because I think maybe some people don't even know what a glycemic index is. So could you tell our listeners what that is? Glycemic index refers to the speed with which a carbohydrate enters your bloodstream as sugar. And so the lower the number, the better. The higher the number means the faster it lands in your bloodstream and causes a release of insulin. So high glycemic index, 100% refers to sugar and white bread. And lower, like numbers below 55 are good. An apple has a glycemic index of 40. So that is something you want to shoot for is the sweetened, um, sweet, sweet alternatives that have a lower glycemic index. So things like rice syrup and honey, these things take longer to turn into sugar. And so if you were to sweeten your own yogurt with honey, it's better than one that's been, you know, cane sugar in it. Exactly. And, and we know that every child born in the year 2000 on has a one in three chance of developing diabetes or cardiovascular disease potentially before becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, the incidence of, of the rise in diabetes is, is completely correlated with the rise of availability of sugar in a culture. We see it over and over again through studies throughout many, many decades. So it's, it's not only crucial in terms of if you're interested in your weight, et cetera, to cut out sugar, but also in terms of the incidence and development of serious chronic illness. Correct. And I think it's also important to do a triage in the beginning when it comes to trying to transition off of sugar. Is your goal here to get off of sugar or is it to lose weight? Maybe both. Mm -hmm. But I actually consider getting off of sugar the first most important goal. And then you can talk about weight loss after that. Exactly. And then you're taking a lot of stress off of your system internally, your internal organs, your digestive system, your, your liver, your spleen, all of this is the, in, the incidence of stress on the system is being reduced, which of course, then it changes us. It, it helps us. Well, it helps you stronger to withstand the withdrawals and the cravings that come. Right. We know that sugar uh, also, uh, there was a study done, oh gosh, oh, over 20 years ago, I think in, in the Journal of American Medical Association showing that uh, taking sugar out of the diet actually reduced uh, the intensity of pain levels in the body. So we know that it it has an an enormous impact on on the body in so many different ways. Well, there are are so many reasons which you just explained, but there are other additional things that can help when you're trying to um, get off of it. Mm-hmm. One is, are you getting eight hours of sleep a night? That's another form of stress, that if you're not getting eight hours of sleep, you're going to fall victim to your impulses to get quick hits of energy. The other is, are you exercising? Exercise is one of the best ways to manage your insulin and your blood sugar needs. You know, it, it wouldn't hurt to also have a buddy system where you ask for help from someone in your environment that you do it together. There's usually someone really close by that has the same goal. Probably and, closer than you think. Huh? And you can get support there from them. And so there's 
the other thing that I say to people, especially people like, for example, it's easy to see when someone wants to give up cigarettes. You know, if they want to quit cigarettes, they got to avoid their triggers. If, if alcohol makes you more likely to go to a cigarette, you can't do alcohol for a while either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, treat yourself in the same sort of way as an addict that if you want to give up your your drug, you've got to avoid your triggers. And if your triggers are certain very specific people and or places and or events, you can telegraph these people ahead of time and ask for support that you're not doing that and you're doing you're going to be doing things differently now. And I bet we would find out that there are a lot of people who would really welcome that because they might want to get off sugar too. Yes. <laughs> In fact, yes. And we also know that uh, when you're really stressed out, when you're tired, uh, when you're hungry, it's easier to go for sugar because you're going for what you need. You're going for energy. You're going for endorphins in your system. You're just kind of going for the wrong thing. Exactly. So it's about creating resources for ourselves, having what we need, knowing how to shop, um, learning how to cook a little bit. And managing your stress appropriately. And managing your stress and knowing that it's really not going to solve the problem, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with? One last kind of call to action or? I just also think it's really important to be aware of the emotional cues that you may have with specific forms of food. And that if there's a food that seems to say love and comfort to you more than um, real forms of love and comfort, that that be another call to action that you can find the love and comfort you're really looking for in a more real form that's lasting and nourishing to your heart. Thank you so much, Lori. I really enjoyed continuing this conversation about sugar. If you missed the first part of our, our series on sugar with Dr. Lori Horansel, please do tune in at communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. And I just want to give you again Dr. Soul's information. If you want to find her book, What's for Breakfast? Protein-Based Breakfast for Food-Sensitive, Time-Challenged People, you can go to the website breakfastcookbook.net, all one word, or you can call her in her office in Portland, Oregon at 503-224-9010. And her website is 5, that's the number 5, 5elementnd.com. Lori, thanks so much for being with us again Thank on you, Health Currents Radio. Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down in the most delightful way. We all know that song from Mary Poppins. And indeed, we all do need some sweetness in our lives, and a little can go a long way. But what kind of sweetness? Do we need the sweetness of companionship, friendship, laughter, some fun, some movement? Or do we need the sweetness from food? Well, there's sweetness in a lot of foods. So now that you've gotten the sugar out of your life, we need to start exploring where we can get the sweetness in food, in fruit, in sugar snap peas, in sweet potatoes, winter squashes, whole grains, even greens. You really can get some sweetness out of greens. The fact is, if you embark on cutting sugar out of your life, you will indeed suffer some withdrawal, and you will need some nutritional help through that, as well as more movement, exercise, a little bit of change of habit, and some new foods to eat. But why not try it? I mean, you really could start to feel different. You could feel a lot better. And if you're a little nervous about embarking on this new adventure, just give yourself some kind of closed uh, 
structure, like a week, maybe two, or how about a month? A month would really be great because then your blood chemistry really can change and you can start to feel very, very different in your body. So some, some good tips. You've heard Dr. Soul talk about some ideas on how you could do this, but why don't you start by clearing all the food with sugar out of your house? Yeah, look at all the labels. If it's got sugar in it, give it to somebody else. And at the office, if they have that bowl of candy on the table all the time, why don't you get rid of that candy? Try to get the office people engaged in this project with you. Make it a challenge, and that way you won't be alone. You want to change your routines. You want to read those labels. And the point of this is to discover what a difference getting the sugar out of your life makes. Now, it's not always easy for some people. You'll go through about three days, and and that's going to be a little bit tough. You're going to crave it. So you want to find some other kinds of things to, to help you through it. And like I said, you're going to have to eat, and you're going to have to try a little bit more protein and eating some things that are sweet but without sugar, more naturally sweet. But what if you start on this adventure and you, quote, fall off the wagon and have some sugar? Don't be hard on yourself. Take the time and notice how you feel afterwards. Now, if you have some sugar and you fall off the wagon, like I just said, enjoy it. Don't give yourself a guilt trip because that's not going to really help you out. So here are some questions to ask yourself after you've had that sugar. Do I want some more? Chances are you will. So just note that and stop. If you succumb and have some more, what are you feeling like? Are you feeling badly? Are you sleepy after eating the sugar? Are you irritable? Are you chilled out and relaxed? Are you depressed? Are you hyper? Just you want to really notice what sugar does to you. And if you're doing really well with this exercise of staying off of sugar, how's your energy? Are you noticing it more even? Are you hungry? I bet you are because sugar really has been masking your hunger. So you really are going to have to start eating more food, more whole food, more vegetables. You might find yourself needing a snack every few hours just to keep your blood sugar level. And if you're craving sugar, but you're really determined to stay off it, try eating more protein. That's going to make a big difference because all those amino acids in the protein, like Dr. Sol said, is going to really help your system. You're going to, again, you know, have some fruit or some dried fruit or carrot juice. And once you start putting the sweet into your diet with whole foods, your cravings will change. Take it from me. I've done it. And it really, you can really change. Do you need some support? You might want to read some good books on the subject to, just to keep you fired up. There's some great books out there. One of my favorites, a real old-time book, is called Sugar Blues. I kind of think of it as a trashy novel about sugar. But uh, that's a wonderful book to read. It's a quick read by William Duffy. Dr. Robert Lustig's book, The Real Truth About Sugar, Sugar, the Bitter Truth, is a, a very, very good book, a recent book. Pure, White, and Deadly by John Yudkin is also another great book. And Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease by Robert Lustig. He's a pediatric endocrinologist. So I hope that these two shows have given you some some motivation and fired you up to really try changing your diet a little bit, getting the sugar out, 
and really getting on the road to improving your your mood, your energy, and your overall health long term. I wish you the best of luck. And if you'd like to let us know how you're doing, please engage in our uh, Facebook community by going to facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio and let us know how it's going for you. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, Download us on the mobile app Stitcher or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Guile Newfeld. Join us next week when we speak with Michelle Bouchard, president of Health Corps, which works with high schools and high school students throughout the United States to combat the childhood obesity epidemic. <laughs>